DJ Pitcher with us every Thursday right here. And already a question. Got several for you, TJ. Jim and Jupiter, is Florida State going to get a safety in the portal? I don't know that they're in love with anybody in the portal right now. I, I know there's a lot of hype around Jaheim Singletary. Uh, you know, I, I think that what you saw Florida State do in the portal when they were really, really active in early, mid, late December, even early January, was when a guy would enter, they would get him on campus almost immediately, and they made their intentions very well known. With Jaheim and others that have entered recently, hasn't been that same aggression. And so I don't think Florida State's just slow playing this. I just don't necessarily know that they're in love with anybody there. Um, we'll see what the second wave of the portal looks like. I mean, obviously you'll have guys that exit programs because they couldn't make it too deep or whatever the situation was after the spring. But I don't necessarily know that they are, are going after anybody, anybody big at the safety position there. I do think – there's a chance, and what I think they should do is maybe move somebody from that cornerback position back to safety. I put out a, a video on Monday morning saying that I think they should do that with Duke Cooper. Um, so we'll see. But, I don't, yeah, I don't know that you're going to get a big safety hit right away here in, in the next few days or anything like that. Al Equipa Bob, ask PJ – or TJ, sorry, he says PJ, but ask TJ – what Penn State fans can expect from transfer receiver Malik McLean. Yeah, McLean's a guy that wasn't developed super, super well. I think he should be a little farther along than where he is right now, and that just kind of speaks to Florida State's not done a good job the last several years at developing wide receivers. Uh, but he's a guy that's really, really talented, the guy that Florida State fans wanted to keep. Um, I think he's a guy that Florida State would have liked to keep on their roster, but that room is filling out. It is getting pretty deep. Um, you added more guys, including Hakeem Williams, five-star recruit this year, this offseason. So, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that came up big for Florida State at times, made some really nice catches. If you search his name when you go look at the, uh, the his big catch against Louisville, he had a really, really nice catch in the back of the end zone. So, yeah, go, go check him out. I think he's a guy that will raise the floor. I, you know, he's not going to come into Penn State and be your number one or anything like that. But he's a – Great kid, somebody that works extremely hard, and somebody that Florida State would have liked to keep but also understood the situation and understood that he can go get more touches somewhere else. So Florida State fans love him. They will absolutely cheer for him and and want him to do well at uh, Penn State. Not one of those transfers that you're like, oh, man, hope that guy never does. Florida State fans want him to do really, really well, and and I think he'll be a good – I don't think he'll be a great piece for Penn State, but I think he'll be a good piece. Like, that's a good addition for sure. Sam Dog asks, what grade, TJ, would you give the Seminoles on offense, defense, and special teams? If you're grading this last season, those three. Uh, offense is probably an A, and they finished top ten in the country, both on yards per play and uh, according to all the advanced metrics. So that's that's probably a pretty easy A to give them there. Uh, special teams, oh, man, special teams is hot and cold. So, you know, special teams probably cost you the NC State game. But there were games that they were really, really good. So, I don't know, B minus, C plus, somewhere in there. I think they were, you know, uh, some, some, yeah, so it's got to be right there in that C range. Yeah, because, you know, they didn't drop any punts. They were good at kick return. They were good punting the ball, but kick, field goal kicking wasn't very good. 
I don't know, maybe you move it up to, yeah, say a B-minus because they also blocked the point after touchdown, and that literally won you the game. So B-minus there. Uh, defense was, again, kind of the same thing, really, really hot and really, really cold at times. Against uh, teams that weren't very good, the defense looked like they were all-stars. Against teams that had a little bit of a pulse, the defense wasn't great. So, I don't know, I'd probably give the defense uh, C-plus, B-minus as well. Definitely room to improve there. Um, but overall, I don't know, C-plus probably what I go with defense. Here's something that I have not been able to get around. I brought it up to the audience a bunch, and I don't know if I've talked to you about this. In the Rashada story, he flips to Florida in November. On December 7th, he gets determination news about we're not going to do this. He still signs with them on the 21st. That's what I don't understand. Why would he sign with them? Yeah, and if you remember, remember, it happened late in the day, right? Billy moved back his press conference. It, it was there was some like, hey, why isn't he signing? Why is he? He's your star quarterback. He's recruited everybody else. Like, why is he the last to sign? I have no inside information here, but just kind of thinking through it, my thought is that that's probably what the holdup is. Like, I, I'm not signing until you figure this out, and probably with enough negotiation, enough talking, enough like, hey, man, just sign. We'll figure this out later. We got you. You're our guy. We're, we're going to get this worked out. I think that there was probably some coaxing going on, probably some, got, dude, we got you. We will get it done. Just get it signed. Let's keep the class together. Let's keep everybody happy. We'll get you in type thing. That, I have no inside info there. That's just in my mind how that situation likely played out. Dude, you know we're not going to not get you in. Go ahead and get it signed so it's not a spectacle. We don't want to – Put you in a bad light either. Go ahead and sign. We'll get it all worked out by the time, you, you know, you got in roll. And, unfortunately, they didn't. Again, that's TJ's version of what went down, but it's the only thing that makes sense in my mind. And I don't I don't know about you. Do you, do you believe the $13 million number? Man, I don't know. There's a lot of reputable people that have said that number. I know there's people that – a lot of reputable people that say that, that number's not accurate. But I – I mean, it was obviously a large enough number to where they couldn't pay it and where they're backing out of it or didn't want to pay it or whatever, you know, whatever the situation is. So, I mean, it's a big number. I mean, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, we're not talking about $4 million or or something like that. I think when you're thinking about that $13 million as well, you know, it's not like a $13 million up front. It's probably a $13 million with some percentage of that being a signing bonus, some upfront money, and then it's whatever the remainder of that is over four years. So you're talking, you know, you're talking about a max contract of 13 million. But if he goes to the pros in three years, the last year's negated. So you're, you're probably, I don't know, if you called it a, a three million dollar signing bonus, then it's two and a half million a year, which is still an insane amount of money. But it's not so much sticker shock of 13, right? So I don't know. I, a lot of people say it. Now, you know, you, I know you get Gator Dave on here a ton, and I think he's alluded to the fact that that number is maybe not inaccurate. And Dave's a pretty straight shooter. I mean, he doesn't really deal with the BS. And um, I don't know. I'm kind of inclined to believe that that is the number or close to the number. And that's why we're in this situation, because UF either smarted up or said, okay, we just don't have this. So I don't know. I'm leaning towards yes, but, you know, who knows? Matt Hayes wrote this, and I was looking at it last hour. Let's just say he got that 13 number. What's that locker room going to be like when he walks in there, having done nothing? 
Yeah, n- certainly not great when you look at the other guys on the team and the fact that Rashad was probably not going to play. You know, probably wasn't even going to play this year unless things got really, really bad, right? I mean, how many true freshmen are coming in and and just taking over a, a team? You know, if the things really went off the rails and you had him come in halfway through the year, that's one thing. But guys sitting on the bench making more than you know sixty other players on the team combined, yeah, that that's not great. Um, so. <laughs> Long term, I think this is probably a good thing for UF. It's certainly a black, black eye now, but uh, it's it's probably a good thing that this didn't work out for them. Allen in Tampa asked TJ what he thinks about Coach Sertain. I like it a ton. I think you're getting a you know you're getting a guy that's an 11 year NFL vet, and anytime you're getting somebody that can kind of bring that pedigree into living rooms, um, that's certainly um, a, a win up front right there few state championships with American Heritage, a very prominent high school down there in South Florida, where I think he'll have a lot of ties in recruiting and be a name that families and parents trust down there, uh, and, and an absolute technician when it comes to developing kids. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't put that many guys in the league and in Division One football from your high school, including his son, uh, without being able to coach DBs, not, without being able to teach defensive backs. And so I think he checks all the boxes for Florida State. He's a big name. He's an NFL All-Pro, um, you know, good South Florida connections, good at developing, good at teaching. Um, you know, that's what high school coaches are is they're teachers. And so I think they – I think he's going to be a, a great addition to FSU. And, um, you know, you, you could tell that the difference between this year and last year in Mike Norvell being able to hire from a position of strength, coming off of 10 wins, coming off of a lot of excitement, coming off of a lot of hype, and the way that he hired the last couple of years where sometimes he got – rejected by some of the big names he went after. So, yeah, I think it's a great addition for sure. What's the number one item that needs to be addressed in spring practice? I don't know. They, uh, probably getting all the all the transfers to kind of integrate seamlessly. Uh, I think that that's a, a big one, right? Florida State's done a good job of that. Their culture is really, really strong and really, really good. But, you know, I don't want to – I don't want to be so bullish on this team and, and think that everything's figured out, but Bill, you're returning so many guys. You're, you're returning like nine guys on offense and, uh, you know, nine of your starters on offense and something like 10 of your, you know, or eight of your starters on defense or something, you know? So it's like, it's not like there's a lot of questions of, oh man, what kind of team are we going to be? It's really just kind of getting everything gelled back over, getting everything, um, you know, your your cornerback Cypress really in the mix and really integrated well and same thing with your tight ends and your new offensive linemen, your defensive linemen and Braden Fisk. I think it's really just kind of getting all those pieces meshed well back together and getting everybody on the same page, right? Having people learn the offense, learn the defense. Um, but for the most part, I mean, you're returning a ton of production that you had last year, both on offense and defense. And so to me – it's not, oh, man, can Jordan Travis take another step? Oh, this, that, the other. It's Let's just get everybody that's new integrated. Let's get everybody on the same page, and let's kind of get this thing rolling like a well-oiled machine like it was toward the end of last year. DJ Pittenger joins us every Thursday on this here radio show. We were just laughing. I don't know if you've been watching it, but there's a story out that Harbaugh and the NCAA are at an impasse because he won't admit he lied. I, I find that comical. Does the NCAA still have any power, Bill? Like, no. what, I mean, no. you know, who? What is the NCAA at this point, right? Like, I, it's just so laughable. Like, the Big Ten has more power than the NCAA does. I, it's not even close, right? And so, I don't know. I just feel like 
you know, it's the off season. We need things to talk about. Um, so, I, no, the NCAA is not doing anything. They, they're 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 a joke at this point, and they they don't even. Yeah, before I get in trouble, yeah, they're just. Yeah, hardball has more power than they do. So we let's, need a, let's not let's, we not, need let's a, not kid ourselves. Either a GIF or a meme, and, and the picture is two guys dressed like Pee Wee Herman interviewing Harbaugh. That, that'd be that's yes, what I want to exactly. see. I mean, hundred <laughs> percent. Alan in Tampa wants to know if you're at a bus station right now. No, I uh, I'm I, I am in the car. Is it loud? I uh, I uh, this is the quietest time of my week when I drop the kids off at school and then do this do this interview. I don't have any screaming kids behind me, so. It's, uh, it's my favorite part of the week, too. CJ, there's the music. Tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, search Double Fries No Slaw on YouTube. I've got a fun video coming out in about an hour and a half, so check us out. All right, man. See you next week. See you, buddy. There he is, TJ Pinter. That's a, that's a good addition to the show.